everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 577. We are at podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. And I am Mako-chan. And unfortunately, Ari is unable to join us tonight because he's working the mid-shift and he's a little tired from from work and his bit of partying and his new uh, regiment. So we're rooting for him. And as you all know, if I'm looking at the calendar correctly, the second Tuesday of every month, um, Barry Mellon joins us. But unfortunately, she will not be able to join us this week because she is prepping for the Katsukon Fashion Show. So if you are going to National Harbor, Maryland for Katsukon, please check out the amazing Barry Gami and her and her wares, her fabrics, her designs, everything that's pretty awesome at the fashion show. I wish I could tell you more like when and where, but from what my understanding is, Gatsukon hasn't released a schedule yet, which is, I want to say it's kind of shocking, but at the same time, it's not. Yeah, isn't that, what, this weekend? Absolutely. Oh, jeez. I just, well, at least it's not going to be a full Valentine-esque Katsukon, because generally, when Katsukon rolls around, Valentine's Day is usually that following Tuesday or something like that. And at least there's usually two engagements. There's a proposal at the formal dance, and there's usually one at the masquerade. If not the masquerade, a um, a group a group uh, photo shoot or something like that. So it'll be quite interesting. Also, speaking of Valentine's Day, I want to say happy anniversary to two of our favorite friends of the show, uh, Kyle and Christine Hebert. They actually got married on Valentine's Day as a way to remind themselves of their anniversaries. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. And also, happy Valentine's Day to you too, Mako-chan, my favorite happy bitch. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. Valentine's Day is one of my favorite holidays because uh, I, I don't look at it as a holiday for romantic love or anything like that. It is a holiday about love and togetherness. So I celebrate all of my friends and my family on this holiday. That's so precious. Yes. I mean, it's a step up from all, for most of the single people who complain about not having somebody on Valentine's Day. Well, I mean, I understand, but it kind of gets to a point where you're just like, fuck it. Just I fuck completely it. understand that, but at the same time, if I have a significant other and that significant other is only doing crap like that on Valentine's Day, there's a problem. So that's why I just look at it as you know, a holiday for all types of love mm, instead of just romantic love because the people that show you romantic love should be showing you that all the time, not just on one day. And I get that. I, I've heard stories of couples where basically once they put the ring on the finger and got married, the love went out the door. And I'm just like, you, you got to go in every single day as if, you know, 
this is not, you know, like day one all over again. Well, that, that's just me. If not day one, at least show something, you know? Yeah, I mean, if all you're doing is dating just to get married, then there's no point to it. There's so much more than just that. Like, like one of my friends said on Facebook about how she worked today, wore red, and she got a card for her son. I think she got one for her husband. I don't remember. And I said, if I had known your address, I would have sent you a card. And let me let me see exactly what she said. Uh, here we go. Um, she was like, she said, it's not your job to make me feel special. And I'm like, so what if I like making you and other women feel special? I'm like, no. But she didn't answer, but I believe she got the point. So, you know, it's all good. Yeah, I mean, today we got to dress up and work as long as it was work appropriate. See, so, I, I could see you coming into work dressed in black like um, like Mandy from Grim Adventures with black wings and, and Cupid's arrow, bow and arrow, <laughs> with Cupid's blood on, on the quiver. And you're no, just like, don't I ask. Did not, I did not go into goth Cupid mode. <laughs> no, I had, you know, a, a cute red and white shirt. Um, that was definitely work appropriate. Mm -hmm. And I have a pair of uh, red lace cat ears um, as a headband. So I wore that. And, you know, I walk in, everybody's like, oh, you're so cute. Are you dressed up to do something after work? And I'm like, no, I dressed up for work. I'm leaving here. I'm going to get my burrito and going home. You're getting your Valentine burrito. Nothing says love like the sriracha chili sauce. I mean... I, that's what I do. I I have, you know, I, I use some of my uh, free birthday food and got myself a burrito from Moe's. Mm -hmm. Got myself some queso. Right. After this, after the show, I have chocolate covered strawberries for myself that somebody gifted to me. So well, that's nice. Yeah. And I figure, you know, hell, if you know, I can't pamper myself on a day like today, then. Fuck it. There you go. I mean, it, I saw like maybe a few people got like roses at work, you know, and one coworker was handing out uh, Valentine's cupcakes. I ended up getting one before I left because it was one extra, you know. I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? So, you know. <sighs> it's, let's see. Let's see what's going on in the chat room here at chat. No, at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. Sia Dabiri says, I prefer February 15th, a.k.a. All Chocolates on Sale Day. Well, I will tell you this. The Rite Aid by me, chocolate went on sale 50% off the day after it went up on store shelves. So I think I'll be waiting the following week when it's All Chocolates are now 75% off day week or something like that now see for chocolates i tend to prefer the after easter sales because there's more variety true but, but there's a couple I, there's a I couple will definitely be going because they they do put out you know truffles and things like that so i will be looking for discounted truffles because mm, truffles i'm i'm looking towards like the peanut butter cup stuff you know i think i'm gonna grab a couple of those so you know 
it's yeah. how we do. I like, I like picking up that stuff for uh, Easter because mm-hmm. Reese's will put out the Easter, the the peanut butter cup eggs. Yeah, and that has a lot more peanut butter and it's tasty. I'll have to remember that because I always just do do Christmas and that's it. I mean, I was just in Rite Aid last like Sunday and I'm just like they finally got they finally sent back the leftover chocolate from from uh Christmas because they had like the huge Russell Stover's box of chocolate. The one you know the package is like thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. And when it goes down to half price, it's fifteen dollars. Then when it goes down to seventy five percent, it's seven fifty. It's like yeah, even for eight bucks, nobody wants it. Yeah, I mean, some of that chocolate is good, but most of the chocolate in there is cheap crap. Yeah, especially the coconut. I mean, like, I got, like, five containers of it in my fridge. Two of them are filled with coconut. I'm just like, I'm not eating that coconut, no. I don't know. I like the chocolate-covered coconut. Then then this weekend, I will bring them to you, and you can have them. What? (laughs) Because I threatened... I like myself some mounds and almond joys. I was talking to a friend of mine about that. She was like, how dare you not want the Car- the chocolate-covered uh, coconut one? What about your Caribbean side? I mean, you mean I'm like, you mean the one-eighth Caribbean that's not really there? You keep <laughs> threatening me. I will pack them up and send them to you. She's like, bring them on. <laughs> Let's see. See, the berry also says, you know, I go for jelly beans after Easter myself, and this is why I miss working at Lind. Oh, Linder balls were are amazing. When I worked at um, Borders, I worked in the cafe. Yeah, at least every shift I was slipping, I was eating at least two or three Linder balls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the chocolate also helped me keep going. So, you know, anywho, I, I you could probably assume our answers, Michael's answer to this, but how are you doing tonight? I'm tired. Oh, I was wrong about that one. <laughs> Why would you think I was going to say? Pretty good. I figured you'd say something like that. Yeah, I mean, other than being freaking exhausted just because I have a very long work day. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, I'm pretty damn good. I, uh, I'm, I'm basically just trying to get through until Friday. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely get into that. As for <laughs> me, oh, I, I'm just basically glad the day is over because somebody at my job is a is a snitch, and well, we'll get into that later. So yeah, anyway, anywho, now that we got that out today, out the way, we are live week of February 14, twenty three, right here on Twitch TV. We are live Tuesdays. Every Tuesday from 9 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern. We're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network at bugnetwork.com. But you can also check us out here at twitch.tv slash anime jam session. And for more information about the Voice of Geeks Network, head up vognetwork.com. And they also stream here on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash vognetwork. They kick things off on Sundays with the Bobby Blackwolf Show at 8, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. And then come check out our Discord, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show... That's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has a channel, so come through and hang out and have a good time. So, yeah. But now that we got that out the way, uh, we're going to ask Mako-chan how was her week and how was her day. And while she does that, uh, I'm I'm going to switch out one of my um, sparkling waters, and I'll explain why on that one. So, Mako-chan, take it away. Uh, 
yeah. So this week wasn't horrible. Um, Friday, I had the electrician come in, uh, this time on schedule. And I finally have an outlet outside on the back porch. So now that that is there, uh, once it starts getting a little bit warmer, I can actually put the lights that are going out there on uh, around the outside so that when I'm out there and I actually have people over, I will have light so we can sit outside. Um, other than that, um, can't really think of too much more. Um, I did get confirmation of when they are going to actually be fixing the front of my house. Well, that's and good. In, yeah, and putting the new windows in. Um, so that will actually be the 27th. So I don't know if I will be able to be on the show for the 28th. Um, but they did say that everything should be done by that same day. So ah, here's hoping. It's all good. It's all good. And on top of that, I got my federal tax return, so I can at least get the AC fixed in my car. And the heat, too, possibly? Oh, no, that's the whole thing, right? Well, no, the the AC condenser is what's busted. Mm -hmm. um, if they fix the heat, it's all going to depend on what else they find under there. Okay. Uh, they had suggested that I go to a body shop to pull the front um, the front bumper off so that they could look behind the bumper and make sure that there was no other damage. Mm. I didn't do that because my car's, you know, 20 freaking years old. I'm not really caring about body work at this point. Um, so I got a quote just to do the condenser and then we'll figure out if there's anything else that has to be added on top of that. And then depending on how much all of that will be, will depend on whether or not they touch the heater. Makes sense. Makes sense. But I only use the heat, you know, two or three months out of the year where the AC, I basically run the rest of the time. Uh, so I find having an AC better than, you know, pushing anything. And Fair. because I'm not getting back as much money as I thought I was going to be getting back, because I still, even though now I have my own home, still didn't manage to uh, get past that standard deduction to be able to get a little bit more money. Um, basically, whatever is left will be going towards household stuff. Gotcha. Okay. So at some point this weekend, I will be going paint shopping. Sounds like a plan. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me, I have to do my taxes. I just keep pushing it off only because here's the thing. Most people will do their taxes because they need the money, right? So if you don't really need the money, you won't do them right away. Because I just paid off. I just put, I just paid down my credit cards. I'm just like, I'm good. And I really should because I know if I file, I'll have my money in in about a week and a half. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. So anywho, uh, I did like a near 12 hour shift uh, last Thursday because at my job, 
uh, my company's on the top three floors of this one of this one area of, of, of a building that's in Mid Midtown Manhattan. This area has like three different levels, you know, you know how it is. Elevators mm -hmm. for these second floor. The floors that we're on is its own partition of the building, and we and we're basically the top three. So we opened up the eighth floor, and the construction on that is basically is done, and we were moving people in. So on the plus side, free dinner. The downside, didn't I get out till eleven thirty? The better side, free lift ride home. Nice. Yeah, uh, my company gives us all lift passes, so if you're working past eight o'clock, you can use them, just to go from work to home. And I'm perfectly okay with that, because honestly, it'll save me fifteen to twenty minutes, you know, to get to get home. You know, so I'm okay with that. Um. And that was also Friday because we got out of a little bit past eight o'clock. So that was that. And I actually went to this. Now, as some of you may or may not know, I enjoy halal fried chicken. It's how they fry it. And it's just good to me. It's cheap. It's cheaper and tastier than KFC or Popeye's. For some people, that's kind of as hearsay. But I'm telling you that it's better. So there is a chain that's floating around called Tex, and one of my coworkers talks about how good it is. So I decided to uh, check it out Friday after work. Chicken was kind of terrible. <laughs> it was kind. It was dry. Like, like the best way I can describe it is, Mako. Remember when you took me to that chicken place? The one by my work? Yes. Yeah. It was drier than that. Mm. So, I mean, there was, it, the, the breast piece was kind of juicy, but for a four piece, a breast and three legs, I could go to the spot over here, I would have gotten a breast, thigh, leg, and a wing, and an extra side, you know, but it is what it is. But, um, and I come to find out, Somebody at my job is a snitch. So, let me explain. For the last few weeks, I've been bringing my Switch to work. And I know a lot of us, we bring our Switches to work because it's portable and it's fun to play when you're on your break. I would jump on it for a little bit for, for a bit of downtime, but half the games I play on my Switch... I, I really can't do like in 15, 20 minute increments. I need at least an hour. So I would have it out, you know, sometimes charging or whatever. I actually got a nice, cute Luigi themed dock, you know, to have it on, like like a showpiece of sorts. So I found out today from my boss that one of the higher up managers found out that I have a Switch and I was playing it during work hours. Now. My boss knows I have a Switch. I showed him the mods I did for it, and he ha he's perfectly okay with me bringing it into work. So I bring it into work. But we've been down a couple of people the last few weeks. I haven't really touched it. It's been in my bag, and half the time when I take it out, it's like, well, I can't do anything because there's so much to do right now. So he explained to the higher-up managers that, you know, I only touch it during downtime, which... To some people, it could be like downtime when you have nothing else to do or downtime as in your lunch hour. Fine. So I said, 
Don't even worry about it. I'm not going to bring it anymore. He's like, you can still bring I'm like, it's, it's cool. Because that manager, oh, he flipped out on somebody in our Slack chat. And I'm just like, oh, I am not trying to get caught, caught, like, and, caught up. I'm not trying to deal with that wrath because I know me. I'm going to mouth off and then boom, fired. I, I'm, I'm not doing that. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to keep it at home and just keep it charged and take it when I'm take it when I'm traveling like this weekend, you know. Other than that, my weekend day has been uh pretty good. And yeah. All right. So we're going to move right along. We're going to get into some housekeeping news here. Uh don't forget episodes of Anime Jam Session are available on our YouTube page at uh, youtube.com slash anime jam session. Just click on playlist and just go to podcast VODs and you'll find all of our episodes there. Episodes go up um, Thursday at 12 noon Eastern time. And for some reason, uh, it's not refreshing. There we go. There we go. And also, as I mentioned uh, last week, um, when you join the sh- when you join the stream, there will be commercials at the beginning, and there'll probably be two more sets of commercials throughout the stream. Thirty second increments. These commercials help us pay the bills for the show, so we appreciate you sticking around. And if you don't want to deal with commercials, eh, just sub to the channel. We we'd really appreciate that too. So I want to let you know about that. So and on the pot, if you're listening in the audio format, you won't hear commercials. Not yet. When it does happen, I will try to keep them at the beginning. Maybe something in the middle, and that's it. Like I said, all the ads just helps to pay for the site and keep things going. You know, the ad revenue, the bits, the subs, all of that. And we really appreciate that. We, we, tr- we truly do. Uh, let's see. And the last thing I want to let you know is that we will be at uh, ZenkaiCon. We're kicking off the Anime Jam Session 2023 on um, North Eastern area-esque uh, convention tour. I believe our first con, like I said, is Zenkai Con. You can come hang out with us um, March 24th to the 26th, Lancaster County Convention Center, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I will be around taking photos, so if you see me, say hi. It'll be fun. It'll be awesome. So, it is what it is. And while I do another update behind the scenes, um... Mako is going to tell us about our Geek Roundtable. What her cool geeky things she's going to be showing off. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Geek Roundtable, we talk more about the geekier aspects of our week. So we talk about the cool stuff like that. So what is it that you got th- today there, Mako? So today I have a game. Um, I did go ahead and, uh, I guess, support the Kickstarter for this game. It is called Catastrophe, Hmm. a game of nine lives. I actually started, um, I I put money down on this game for two reasons. One, the artist that is doing the cards for this, um, that did all of the pictures and things like that, is one of my favorite artists. Um, Their name is uh, Jay Parks. Um, They did go under a different name before coming out as trans. But if you know all of the um, cat art um, for, it's some of it has been licensed. uh, So if you saw the cat art for 
the uh, Star Trek cats, that licensed stuff. I know it was in Hot Topic for a while. Um, that came from the same artist. Um, they have also done a lot of art based off of the cats being Marvel characters. Um, if you come over to my house, I have some of their art up uh, actually in my living room. Only some? Um, but yes, yeah, so on top of that, the cats that are used in the game um, are also uh, internet famous cats. Mm. So that was the other reason why I needed to get this. Um, so I know that Cole and Marmalade are in this. I know that, um, as you can see from my video, uh, Lil Bub is in this. Um, Sunglasses Cat is in this. Monty and Molly Happiness are in this. Um, Maya the Cat is in this. So mm. a lot of the internet famous kitties are represented in this game. Um, and then the kitties that are just regular cats are also based off of various either mythological creatures or um, are based off of characters from different tv shows and tv series but basically you are trying to beat death mm. and as a cat you have nine lives so you are going through and having to you know basically play a card game and you have up to nine chances to get to the end otherwise after those nine lives you're out of the game whoops yeah so um, on top of this, I did get the expansion pack as well. So um, there's more cards in that and all of that fun stuff. The game can be found on uh, catastrophenation.com. Um, and it is spelled like catastrophe, just, <laughs> you know. So if you're interested in the game, you can go ahead on there and find out all about it. Um, and on there is also a link to the Kickstarter because um, they're now doing pre-orders in the Kickstarter store for the game itself. That's cool. And it's, you know, it's put together really well. Um, the, they got enough money that they were able to do a lot of upgrades uh, while they were making the whole thing. Um, so there's also posters and things like that that you can look into. Um, I'm pretty sure, yes, all of the uh, stretch goals were actually met. Uh, so, so that tells you just how many people actually went over all of this. Um, but yeah, it's the, the game is extremely cute. And as I said, it's the art for it is awesome. And the uh, cats in it are awesome. I think that's pretty cool. And I have yet to play it. <laughs> <laughs> so at some point, I will force everybody to come and uh, play with the kitties. Okay, so my week, well, 
and for my Geek Roundtable, oh yeah, one thing I forgot to mention during my weekend day, I went out and got new glasses. So, if you kind of notice, when you look, when, when you see me on the screen, you can actually see my eyes this time. The glare, I got anti-glare uh, frame uh, lenses, but my monitor is is glossy, so I can still see a reflection. So I may get see about some type of anti-glare screen to put on here. We'll, we'll just see how that goes. But enough about that. So I I do have some amazing friends, and they tend to feed into my fandoms here and there. So uh, one of my friends, uh, Meredith, I don't know if I mentioned this, but she actually put down the pre-order for one of the new Sailor Venus figurines that's coming out. And it's not even a figurine. It's a doll. It's these it's nice. these, yeah, these new, I think they're like 8-inch dolls that are coming out. They're kind of articulate, you know? So, and it's not, and the thing is, it's not through the normal sites I pre-order from. She saw it and put the money down. I'm just like, you didn't have to do that, but thank you. I thought it was really awesome. Now, she is also the other person. They found me the Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus Ocean Bombs, which I will be showing off somewhere down the line. Because, as I've said, I'm going to drink each one on the show. But she also found this. It's another Sailor Venus, um, uh, I guess, felt, fake, felt doll, which is really cool. I've never seen this one. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, but I will say, if you look really close there, the official tag is on there. So this is actually legit. And it is used because if you notice, one of the straps on her shoes is missing. So mm. and I just want to say thank you. I just wasn't really expecting that. I think it's really cool. Oh, now that you think about it, one of the straps on the gloves is missing, too. The ribbon. Still, it's kind of cool, though. I'm probably going to leave it in that plastic and just put it as part of the collection. And speaking of ocean bombs, I have said, you know, each week I'm going to try a new flavor. And outside, uh, starting with Chibi Moon, I was going to open each one in order of the Senshis make their appearance in the manga in the series. But this time, I'm going to make an exception. Normally, this week, it would be Mars and the strawberry flavor. This week, it's going to be Sailor Venus and the mango flavor because it is Valentine's Day, and Sailor Venus is essentially of, of, of love and justice. So, why not? So It's fitting. Yeah. And I've had this before. I have extra cans of these. Um, in my fridge. That and this is a mango flavor, so I do like mango. And this is really good. I will have to say so far about these ocean bombs. These are the closest to a cola carbonated alternative, and the and level of the sparkling that's in it. So they're really good. They're kind of pricey, but. Nowadays, a can of Coke will probably run you about $2, and this will probably run you about the same price, so you might as well just get this if you can get your hands on it at a local Asian supermarket. Which reminds me, there is another set of these sitting here that's coming down to your house. Oh? Yes, it's for uh, Steph Moon. Ah. 
And by the way, I, I do have some news for you that's going to really make you happy. Oh? Mm. I found out that another friend of mine is coming up to Zenkai from North Carolina. Oh? And she says something about bringing a case of cheer wine. Oh? Yes. Now, said friends is of a alcohol drinking age? Yes. Um, could said friend potentially get the alcoholic version of cheer wine? If she can find it, she will bring it. <laughs> the funny thing is I wasn't even sure you had known about it because I just found out about it today yes yes I actually um, I saw it on my Facebook and posted about it mm. yeah I think that one is only in uh, North Carolina and South Carolina right yeah. now mm -hmm. so like, I can't even go to Maryland or something like that and pick it up. Pure wine ale. <laughs> you got to love it. Yeah. So now we have two people bringing us cheer wine. <laughs> I'm perfectly okay with that. Same here. And I was, tell and I was telling Kurohikari-chan, you know, about cheer wine. She doesn't understand. I don't think she fully understands the, that the fact that we can't get this stuff here in the, in the Tri-State area short of going to... Uh, Cracker Barrel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, somebody that sells specialty sodas. Mm -hmm. Like, a, a lot of people are like, you know, how did you... It's like, I grew up in North Carolina. I spent a good number of, you know, the first couple of years of my life in North Carolina. And that's when you start, you know, developing your taste buds mm -hmm. and your cravings and you know, things like that. And cheer wine is one of those that it's one of those that even when I was traveling, if I traveled anywhere further South that I could get it, that's all that I drank. <laughs> and, and for me, I have friends in North Carolina. And one time I had stayed with a couple of friends and they had brought cheer wine. I was like, what is, it? Oh, this is good. You know? And I was like, yeah, I gotta have me some of this. So, you know, that's and that's how I kind of you know got my hands hands onto it. So now I want a cheer wine float. <laughs> All right, enough talk about sodas and beverages. Let's get down to tonight's stories. All right, because we we kind of have a lot to talk about. So up. Uh, so first thing we're going to talk about is love live and that was a major topic that we spoke we discussed last week so this is come to you in two parts the first part is is that is about the upcoming love live spin-off um anime it's basically around my favorite character in love live sunshine uh yoshiko tsushima better known as yohane and the series is called Genjutsu no Yohane, Sunshine in the Mirror. And, it, and we're finally going to get it uh, in July. 
The anime is going to premiere on Tokyo MX and BS11 uh, television channels. Uh, this, and basically, one thing about Yohane, she suffers from Chunyabo, which is adolescence delusions of grandeur. Um, there's a couple of animes that cover this. Uh, one of them is Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. And... If I can find it, yeah. And the other one is called Love, Chunibo, and Other Delusions, which is a series that I got a chance to finally finish watching a couple of weeks ago. And my first thought was, why is this not a fighting game? This would have been a great uh, fighting game, but, you know, you know, whatever. So, anywho, the story that no one knows about a girl everyone knows reimagines Yoshika Tsushima the school Chunyabo as a fortune-telling girl. The story is set in Numazu, a scenic harbor town surrounded by sea and monsters. Ever since she was little, the girl Yohane has never fit in and has always felt apart from everyone in town. Her aspirations and true place in this world lie elsewhere. The story follows the girl who can't follow rules as she journeys through this wondrous world. Kind of feels like a reverse isekai in a way, something. We're going to have the original cast coming back. Uh, also, for the technical aspect of things, Asami Nakatani is directing the series at Sunrise. Toshia Ono, who worked on 86, which is also a good anime, Landed Illustrious, The Promised Neverland, who low, that's a deep one, and Sweet Precure is supervising the series scripts. Yumiko Yamoto, who worked on Seven Senses Reunion and Sword Art Online, I uh, can't remember. Is designing the characters. Tatsuya Kato, who worked on Ensemble Stars, Fate Kayla in a Prisma Ilya, and Free Iwatobi Swim Club, is returning to the Sunshine franchise to compose the music. I actually tried to fall get into the Fate fandom. I've watched like maybe two of those series, maybe three. The rest, I'm like, nah, I, I, I can't do it. As in previous Love Life projects, Sunrise Collective pen name Hajimita Yatate is created as the original creator, and Sakurako Kimino is created with the original concept. Haida Akits has been drawing Genjutsu no Yohane, Sunshine in the Mirror, illustration series, in the Love Live Days, Love Live Sogo magazine since October 2020. The story has already inspired the manga series that Kota Matsuda launched in the magazine February 2022, which was Genjutsu no Yohane Unpolarized Reflection. The Love Life franchise had posted a video on April Fool's Day to tease the anime, only to make the video private later. Sometimes these April Fool jokes are not jokes. In the spirit of the franchise's user participation theme, fans can submit ideas for backstories on the Numazu residents, and the staff may incorporate those ideas into the actual production. A Yohane no Uranai Koheya, Yohane's fortune-telling booth, web radio program will also launch, and fans can already submit messages for the program. It would be cool if they give her her own set of tarot cards, like with, like with Nozomi. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to talk about more Love Live. This may be a new anime series. This could be incorporated into season three of Superstar. 
this could be in the video upcoming video game, which by the way, the new Love Live uh, mobile game, you can carry your save over. I know a lot of people were excited about that. So it's Love Live Hasunosora Gyokuen School Idol Club. And they finally unveiled the six members and their voice actors. The mini out their debut mini album is called Dream Believers, and it'll be available on March 29th. Now, there was a special program that was streamed uh, a few days ago uh, uh, called Hasunosora Jokin School Idol Club. It's a new project from the Love Life franchise, and it was finally announced with their six members as their voice cast. The project featuring virtual school idols is created by ODD No. Uh, Bandai Namco Filmworks and Bandai Namco Music Live and its first smartphone app Link Like Love Live is scheduled to be available uh, spring of this year. So we have Kaho Hinoshida as Nozomi Nire, Sayaka Murano as Kokona Nonaka, Kozue Otomune as Nina Hanamiya, Tsuzuri Yukiri as Kotoko Sasaki who is also a former member of, of Ogizaka 46. Um, Rurino Osawa as Kana Khan. Oh, wait, hold on. I get it. Oh, yeah, I'm getting this mixed up. Kaho Hinoshida is the character. Nozome Nire is the, is the seiyu. Sayaka Murano is the character. And Kokono Nonaka is the seiyu. Uh, Kozue Otomune is the character. And Nina Hanamiya is the voice behind it. Same thing with Suzuru Yugiri who is being voiced by Kotoko Sasaki, Rurina Osawa being voiced by Kana Khan, and Megumi Fujishiwa being voiced by Kona Tsukine. I will have to say the uniforms remind me a lot of what they, the uniforms from, from Sound Euphonium. So it's kind of interesting. I think that's also a Bushiro product. I don't remember. But um, as we said, their, their debut mini album, Dream Believers, is set to be released on March 29th. Uh, you can go on YouTube right now and stream the six the six songs and get a, a taste of it and see what it's like. A lyric video for Suicide Sekai, Suicide Sekai by the in-unit Cersei Boquette, which is Kaho Hinoshida and Kozui Otomune, that will be posted, which was posted on YouTube February 11th at 2100 JST, which is 4, p, 4 o'clock Pacific time. The CD single to that will be released on April 26th. Another two-person unit, uh, Dolcestra, which is Sayaka Murano and Suzuri Yugiri, their first album single will be available on April 26th. Now, their debut concert event, opening live event, Bloom in the Dream, is set to be held at the Pacifico Yokohama National Convention Hall on June 4th. Man, this just means that I make room for more Love Life music. I don't even think I've listened to all the music that I have. <laughs> but I wouldn't mind like an like a like a like an Uber box set, which they do have of all the albums. I wouldn't mind having something like that on display in the background. Now, away. Now we've talked about some cool stuff. Now we're gonna talk about stupidity, things you don't do. Yeah, well, um, on, on the back of other yeah, mm-hmm. bad voice actors, mm-hmm. um, 
It looks like the English dub voice actor Mike Haimoto, who has been in Binland Saga, Natsume's Book of Friends, and Vermeil and Gold, was accused of domestic abuse and sexual assault by his former girlfriend, oh, another voice actor, Avery Smithheart, um, <clears throat> in a 50-page document Whoa. last Thursday. That's um, deep. Yeah, so uh, not going into it because this article is very, very long. Uh, but basically... Uh, Avery Smithheart uploaded the Google documents on, uh, uploaded documents onto Google Drive uh, and these documents include interactions and uh, various other proofs um, on top of the domestic violence and assault uh, Smithheart has also wrote that Haimoto has uh, said some very not not nice things about mm -hmm. uh, people on the autism aut autism spectrum. Oh, um, and then noted that uh, he did this even after she uh, had suspected um, her own aut uh, autism diagnosis. Um, she said that the relationship ended in early 2022. Um, she noticed, uh, she wrote that she lost an unhealthy amount of weight and dropped to below 100 pounds for the first time in her adult life. Uh, she claims that initially, um, Haimoto uh, lavished her with praise, gifts, and attention, but after they moved in together is when she witnessed his change of behavior which included aggressive demeanor, including throwing and breaking dinner plates. Um, suffice to say that she basically found out that he did a lot of lying, mm -hmm. including lying about being part of uh, the Marine Corps. Which is something that I have a personal issue with. Uh, lied about being in the CIA, lied about being uh, in combat, um, and being discharged for disagreeing with a commanding officer, which caused him to have very bad PTSD, um, in which point when he was in his PTSD uh, having those issues, he would have multiple personality disorder and cycle into various uh, personalities. Um, basically going through that this has all been uh, not so much the truth. Um, uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I always point out that until we hear from both sides, you need to hear from both sides. Um, but at the same time, this is kind of disheartening um i i the fact that there is so much uh, i guess evidence attached to this mm -hmm. but i'm it's just you know why 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 the more and more i hear about horrible voice actors the more i guess i'm you know kind of glad that I don't listen to a lot of anime in English 
See, I will listen to both. And thankful, I don't want to say thankfully, but some of the anime I watch dub nowadays, the voice actors and actresses I know, I have met at conventions, I have interviewed. So I'm okay with that. And what's funny is, I'm going to get into this very briefly, then we're going to move on to our next story. Before this came out, another friend of mine told me about another voice actor who was literally was caught with his pants down. And his name is Elliot Gindy. And I'm pissed about this because this dude is from my neck of the woods, Brooklyn. Basically, the dude is a pedophile. That, that's it. That's all you need to know. The dude is a pedophile and was handing out pictures to young girls and this and it's really bad. All you have to do is go on Twitter right now. You will find that he is trending. He's still been trending for the last four days. That is fucking wild. I think it's more troubles, more annoying, more upset, not upset, but more annoying. In fact, that this person made this whole tweet apology just to create an alternate account just to harass people. It's I, I, I absolutely cannot. But now that we got the bad, the most of the bad shit out of the way. We're going to talk about something really po more positive. Uh, Hatsune Miku's Sweet 16. Oh, excuse me. And by Sweet 16, I'm talking about her the 16th anniversary project. Hatsune Miku has been around for 16 years. And it's really cool. So back on February 10th, Krypton Future Media unveiled visuals and the official website for its new project called Hatsune Miku Happy 16th Birthday, Dear Creators. The virtual singer Hatsune Miku was born on August 31st, 2007 as a singing voice synthesizer software. Because countless creators have posted Miku's songs and illustrations on the internet, her presence has spread around the world and she, now, and she is now active as a virtual singer in a variety of fields, including merchandise and live performances. Well, don't forget, there was MikuCon that's been happening for a few years, where it was basically like a virtual concert. I've heard nothing but good things about that. So, her official age, as written on the software package, is 16 years old. So this will be a memorable 16th birthday for her. The concept of a new Hatsune Miku Happy 16th Birthday, Dear Creators, is Hatsune Miku, who was born over the past 16 years, and who will be born in future to come. Blessing to all the creators, as the press release writes. We will carry out plans to make a future of creation together with our fans who have supported us up until now, as well as with creators in various fields. Stay tuned for further developments. Now, the anniversary's project main visual was drawn by Chinese illustrator Rella, who, who previously worked on key visuals for Hatsune Miku Symphony events. The newly drawn illustration depicts Miku singing with a soft expression on her face against a starry sky, with colors full of transparency. The original costume design for this new project includes costume motifs from previous software packages. 
addition behind Miku is feathers of creativity with a collection of symbolic tools to assist in the creative process. And for those of you who are watching with us, participating, I will post a an image uh, shortly. Okay. And it says that the concept visual, which shows up the feathers of creativity, have also been unveiled. The powerful yet dignified costume is the costume design for the first software package released on August 31st, 2007. This visual will also be used in various projects along with the main visual. That's really nice. So I am going to go ahead and post a picture here if I can do it, if it'll let me. Um, that's what I forgot to do. I forgot to bring in a source. Let me add an existing source here. And and this is not the uh, the image in, in question. This is from last week's show, the uh, the nap box, which is kind of a cool thing. But instead, this is the current image. That is it right there, and it's really nice. Um, I am going to actually make this a little bit bigger. Let's see. Let's go nine hundred by. See how that looks. Oh, that's not so bad. That's uh, a little big, but it'll do. And if you notice, it's basically the same outfit she's always had, but you see the wings and everything. It's it's really nice. I think if that was a figurine, I would probably buy it. Yeah, I don't even really follow Miku, and mm -hmm. if that was a figurine, I would want it. I like how her wings are basically constructed with instruments and things like that that she's encountered in the past 16 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, I the fact, that, the fact that she's 16 that that that's so weird. Mako-chan? Hmm. We're getting old. Yeah. Yeah, we are. I will say I do have one of my um, Hatsune's figurines. It's where she's wearing the '50s car hop uh, outfit. That was cool. I really like that one. All right, now, Mako, you want to take the next one, or should I take this one and you take the one after? Um, you take this one and then I'll take the last two. Okay, sounds like a plan. Um, we're gonna talk about the the. The super, the new Super Mario Brothers movie and the references to the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, and and for the record, I have been watching that commercial over and over, listening to it. I keep swearing that's not the original uh, singers and rappers. It's a it's a cover group. I keep thinking. I, yeah, that. I don't I don't think it's the original right. people doing the music. That's what I thought. I think it's just a cover. It's a cover group. But they come damn near close, though. So, back in 1989, Deke Enterprises, the same people that brought you uh, the dub of Sailor Moon, had another show called the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. It was a hybrid show. It was like basically 10 minutes of live action comedy and 20 minutes of cartoon. And on Fridays, it was episodes of Legend of Zelda. Mario was played by Captain Lou Albano. And if some of you are, who know your wrestling, you know who that is. And Luigi was played by 
Danny Wells. And for those of you who don't know, if you ever seen the show, the Jeffersons, he was Charlie, the bartender. And that show has gotten cult status. It is really freaking amazing. So there have been trailers for the new Super Mario Brothers movie, which is coming out in April and a new commercial came out. And from my understanding, it was played during the Super Bowl, which, and I totally did not see it. I was out at a at an event watching the Super Bowl. I, I, I they must have played it while I was in the bathroom because I was looking forward to seeing it up on the big screen. It's kind of cool when you see one of your favorite fandoms in a commercial on TV during the Super Bowl. I have expected them to drop a Zelda trailer during the Super Bowl. That I think people would have would have would have shot bricks over that. <laughs> but as it says, Deke's live-action animated television series, The Super Mario Bros. Super Show from 1989, was initially conceived as part of Nintendo's early promotional push in North America. While it has attained cult status in the United States due to its amusingly out-of-character portrayals of Super Mario Bros. and the Legend of Zelda characters, it has totally been ignored in Nintendo's modern marketing. However, a new commercial for Nintendo and Illumination's The Super Mario Bros. animated film goes deep in the forgotten Mario lore. The ad opens with the theme song from the Super Show, and much like the original show, the ad casts Mario and Luigi as plumbers based in Brooklyn. They may not be actually very competent at their jobs. Internet sleuths are claiming the customer in the ad is voiced by Janine Elias, the original voice of Princess Toadstool from the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, which has not been confirmed. On that, people have said, now there is a screenshot of, of the woman some are saying those are Mar- that's Mario and Luigi's mother as well. With a screenshot of Princess Toadstool from the cartoon. And people are disputing that's not Princess Toadstool from Super Mario Super Show. That is the princess from Adventures of Super Mario Brothers 3. Alright, so you had Super Show, Adventures of Super Mario Brothers 3, and Adventures of Super Mario World. When it came to Super Mario 3. There was brand new voices on that show. Illumination began streaming the 32nd ad on Monday. There is a a website, smbplumbing.com, that further parodies amateur websites by small businesses. The listed phone number connects you to a newsletter for updates regarding to the film and is actually Luigi as voiced by Charlie Day uh, doing the voicemail. And... I think that's pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> and now if you go on YouTube, people are there are videos of people trying to find all of the hidden Easter eggs in the commercial ad. I think it's so freaking awesome. And Bonds 6 says, I do remember those. I I think it's really cool. I, I, I'm really enjoying that. Yes. And he goes, I even rewatched the old film a few months ago. John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins. I was talking to a co-worker about that and I could not remember the voice, the actor for Mario. I'm like, I can't remember his name, but he was Eddie Valiant and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Which, mm-hmm. that is a movie that I need to give a rewatch to. So, oh, I have actually wanted to do a Daisy cosplay from that movie because it's Daisy as the main princess. Mm-hmm. And it's 
you know, she's she's in a couple of different outfits. I, I like her purple dress in that one, though. Another, another person has told me the same thing. There's actually fan art of it's basically Mario, Luigi, and Daisy from the video game in their style wearing the jumpsuits and Daisy with the dress. So I have a picture um, that I actually printed out and put up at work of um, Daisy and Luigi from the games dressed as Daisy and Luigi from the series, but in their street clothes. Wait, what do you wait? Say what? It's Daisy and Luigi mm-hmm. from the games. Right, right. Dressed in the street clothes outfits from the movie. Oh, okay. I think you have to link that to me. I got I gotta see that. I gotta take a look at that. You link it to me later if you if you have it. Alright, now Mako's gonna wrap up, you know, our normal news. And she's gonna tell us about Digimon and Yoshitaka Amino. And I kinda regret not meeting him at anime Boston. Yeah, yeah, I my my issue with Amino, I'll get to, but um, so it was revealed uh, at an event called Digimon Con on Sunday um, that the newest Digimon project is Digimon Seekers. Mm-hmm. This is going to include a novel, trailers, and merchandise. The project is the final project to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the franchise. The staff decided on the name Seekers for the new project since each character in the story will be in search of what's important to them in the real and digital worlds. The novel is going to be simultaneously released and digitalized, serialized in English, Chinese, and Japanese. And will be on the Digimon website starting April 3rd. Uh, The novel project will serialize for about a year. The story of the novel centers on uh, Eiji Nagasumi, a 19-year-old cracker. Eiji is a lone wolf and an anti-hero and is someone who never gives up. He meets the Digimon research professor Ryusijen and his fate in the digital world will begin to change. Uh, Eiji's partner, Digimon, is Lugamon, who has a wolf motif. The story is going to include three groups, Crackers, the Digipolice who stop Digimon crimes, and Hackers. Um, And then the foil to Eiji is going to be a hacker named Leon, whose uh, Digimon is going to be Pulsemon. So um, pre-orders for the first merchandise will be uh, available starting uh, for one week starting this coming Sunday, and then the items will ship in May. Hmm. So right now those are uh, armbands and DIM cards. So I'm looking forward to this. Um, it's not saying anything about it being a, a series, just that it is... A novel and merchandise at this point. Yeah, because the the the, the, um, the current Digimon anime is still going. Uh, Digimon Ghost Game, but it may may be a fifty two episode series, so it might be wrapping up soon. Mm. But I mean, this what the, like the art and everything seems a bit more, I guess, adult. Hmm. 
it's not as you know it's more of a an adults animated feel instead of you know animated for kids sort of like digimon tree in a way yeah well okay. not even that it's um it the art style actually kind of reminds me a little bit of ghost in the shell mm. um so it is animated but they all have more of an adult feel to it not just you know upgrading the art style to make them look older i guess so I'm looking forward to this because if it's going to be, I mean, you're talking about the main the the main character being 19 in this, so it's definitely not you know kids running around with Digimon. It is adults interacting in an adult world. So that kind of you know seems interesting to me. Now, when you mentioned Leon, I kept thinking of, of Kingdom Hearts. My name is not Squall; <laughs> it's Leon. And for our uh, last of the regular articles, Anime Expo announced on Wednesday that uh, this year they will be hosting illustrator Yoshitaka Amano. And he is going to be a guest of honor. For those that don't know who Amano is, uh, he has contributed artwork to Vampire Hunter D and the Final Fantasy series. Um, he's also done collaborations with uh, Neil Gaiman on Sandman, uh, the Dream Hunters, and has been in the anime industry since he was 15. Uh, so for those that, you know, like myself, enjoy the artwork from various artists, you've all seen Amino's work. He does the basis artwork for the Final Fantasy characters. Mm -hmm. So those very artistic, detailed, um, whimsical-looking illustrations uh, that you usually see before you actually see the character the way that it is going to be digitized in the uh, video game, that's all Amino's work. Mm -hmm. Vampire Hunter D, all of that art is Amino's work. Um, Amino has also done artwork based off of David Bowie. Um, he's done artwork based off of uh, other various artists, musicians, actors. Um, my issue is I know that he has gone to various conventions. Um, unfortunately, he is a very expensive signature, mm -hmm. which is the only reason why I don't have one. Now, I do know, look, generally at, at most anime cons, it's free. As far as I know, when he was at Anime Boston, the signatures were free. But knowing how AX is more of a trade show and they're milking things for what it's worth, especially when they had like a sale on their badges, like a VIP badge was like 150 bucks instead of 175 Yeah. Somebody is donating a kidney for an autograph. But it won't be me. And now that we got that out of the way, we're going to get into the part of the show that y'all really enjoy more than anything else. Uh, meanwhile, in Japan, very interesting articles about things that are going on in Japan. Um, You want to do one of each or two and two? Um, it's getting to be where we normally do, so let's just do one of each. All right, sounds like a plan. 
You know what? I, I, as much as I hate that that brand, that that chain, I'm going to do the last story. <laughs> um, I actually am going to do the school uniform story then. Okay, I actually think that's a cool idea. All right, so that means that I am first. For once. Ha 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 ha. Anyway. Um, so for those that want to go to Tokyo Disneyland and maybe do a little bit of dressing up, it looks like now you might get the chance. So, um, there is a store that can be found right outside of the entrance to Tokyo Disneyland, and it's called Kanko Shop Select Square. And is a shop that rents Japanese school uniforms. Technically, they are uh, called nanche uniforms or quote unquote uniforms. Um, in other words, basically, they have the distinct characteristic design of a Japanese school uniform, but it's not actually any official uniform. Um, so like you don't have to worry about anybody chasing after you. Uh, thinking that you might be tardy or cutting school or okay. something right so it's like generic school uniforms cool content yeah it's just it's generic colors it's generic you know i'm going to guess that a lot of the coloring is going to be based off of anime series um mm -hmm. just because those are usually the ones that are not based off of actual school uniforms anyway so the store is stocked with roughly 1,000 different women's and men's items to mix and match into your personalized uniform. This includes skirts, slacks, blazers, shirts, sh sweaters, ribbons, and shoes. They even have old-school straight-colored Gakuren jackets Ooh. and the staff are happy to assist customers in coordinating their look if all the options start to feel overwhelming. Since the expectation is that customers will be wearing their uniforms for visits to the Disney parks, Kenko allows you to rent your, your allows you to rent your uniform for anywhere between one and three days, accommodating both day trippers and long weekend travelers. In addition to in-store changing rooms for an for an additional fee, they also offer lockers and a makeup room. Individual item rentals start at about 400 yen, which is about $3.10, and multiple item sets uh, and multiple multi-item sets are at 2,000 yen, making them a fun and not budget-busting way to add a little extra Japanese flair to your visit to Tokyo Disneyland. Not for nothing, but this sounds really, really cool. It, it does. My only concern is that knowing this, um, just know that they are probably not going to have a lot of size difference. Not much on the fluffiness. Well, I mean, not even that. Um, they probably don't have larger shoes. Um, e so even if you might fit into the outfit, if you have big feet, um, you probably will not find shoes to your size. So it's just, it's something that you have to think about when you go in there that it is going to 
um, not necessarily be a one size fits all or even a one size fits most type of shop. But at the same time, being able to go in there and, you know, rent an outfit for 20 bucks and walk around Disney dressed like a schoolgirl. Awesome. See, this reminds me of an episode of Rent a Girlfriend where they did where they actually went to this theme park and I think Cheeseru. Uh, she actually wore her old high school uniform for the date with Kazuya. But it got rushed quickly because I think she had spotted somebody else still wearing her high school uniform as an actual student. So they had to rush things so that she wouldn't get caught. So kind of understandable. Now I don't think I have really said this a lot, but I am not a fan of Krispy Kreme. Now, it has nothing to do with the taste of Krispy Kreme. Donuts are fine, but I prefer Dunkin' Donuts or Donut Plant. Now, it's just that when I was in the military, in the South, there was no Dunkin' Donuts. It was all Krispy Kreme. And then you eventually you get sick and tired of Krispy Kreme. But don't get it twisted. There have been times I have come back from trips to Jersey and it's like past 11 o'clock and they are still open. If I don't get a donut from them, I will get a coffee. Now, why am I bringing this up, you may say. Now, how many of you remember the Luther Burger? You know, it was a hamburger. But there was no hamburger buns. It was two donuts. Now, Krispy Kreme has done something similar. But instead of hamburger, it's pastrami. As much as I like pastrami. So, in Japan, Valentine's Day is as much about chocolate as it is romance, so there are a lot of tempting chocolate treats to be found right now in Japan. While you'd never say anything so borderline blasphemous as too much chocolate, and if you say that, Mako-chan will hit you. Yes, I will. Yep. Repeated indulging can leave your taste buds craving something different, even with the, within the sweets category. So Krispy Kreme Japan is rolling out a new donut the day after Valentine, where the marquee flavor isn't chocolate, but it's pastrami. Brine beef is the star ingredient of the pastrami beef and potato. Amazing. It manages to be an even bolder culinary innovation than its name initially implies, since the potato part doesn't refer to mash or slight spuds, but a potato salad spread that sits underneath the pastrami pile, which is itself seasoned with coarse ground black pepper. It's sandwiched inside a sliced Krispy Kreme original glazed donut, along with a slather of whole grain mustard, which I actually like, but it's kind of pricey, that the chain says ties tighter than a mature taste. So you can also argue that the whole thing sounds like something very a very hungry high school student would throw together after ransacking an almost empty fridge. Kind of reminds me of some of those really tacky Hellman's commercials. <laughs> That being said, desserts that mix sweet and salty flavors can be extremely tasty, 
and that seems to be the sort of sensory synergy that Krispy Kreme is aiming for with the 660 yen pastrami beef and potato, which translates to $5.10. And if this was in the U.S., that would be $8. Now, you can get it at three Tokyo Krispy Kreme locations, Tokyo Kokusai Forum, Shibuya Sign Tower, and Yurikocho Itiosha. And it goes on sale tomorrow. So yes, you can wash it down with a Domino's, Domino's Pizza Japan bacon milkshake if you want. Now, I've never had a bacon... Have I? I've never had a bacon milkshake. But I've had a bacon ice cream treat years ago. Burger King had uh, Sundays with bacon bits on it. It was delicious. <laughs> Maka, what's your take on all of this? I am all for sweet and savory, yeah. but that's a little weird even for me. All right. How about we close out the show? I'm okay with that. <laughs> there we go. And let's kick up to the final end credits here. So, thanks for watching and listening and participating with us on Anime Jam Session. So, if you enjoy the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters, and we do this for the fun of it. So what we like and don't like, we're straight up telling you. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. And while you're at it, check out our website at animejamsession.com, where you will find our weekly podcast. Anime uh, cosplay tips and tricks, anime reviews, editorials, cosplay interviews, links to our YouTube page for convention coverage, links to our Facebook page of cosplay coverage at conventions, and then some. It's AnimeJamSession.com. Uh, let's see what else we have here. All right. And don't forget, if you have a podcasting app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, any of those, Spotify, Search Anime Jam Session. You'll find all of our episodes available for your listening pleasure. So check out some of our older stuff, too. We really appreciate that. And what's cool is some of these apps allow you to leave reviews. So if you can, leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And don't forget to follow us on our social media, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's Anime Jam Session. Follow us on those so you know when we're going live, when articles are going up, our convention coverage, so much more. And to everyone who has followed us on our socials, thank you so much. We couldn't do it without you. And don't forget down below, if you're participating with us, there is our tip jar. You can click on our stream elements or page to throw us some cash. Or let's see, what else do we have here? Our Ko-Fi for, for cash as well, if you want to throw it that way. You can throw bits at us, uh, sub to the channel, gift subs, so much more. All of it goes right back into the channel. And we can't thank you enough for that. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words, Mako-chan. I am still looking for that art. I have found others, but I have not found the one that I wanted. Mm. 
my last words. Um, I think I get to sleep in a little bit more because I'm on a late shift, but we'll figure it out one way or another. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. The whole gang will be here. Barry will give us a brief discussion at Katsukon. So why don't you join us? We'll be waiting for you. We'll have a seat right here for you. So that is it. End of list. We're getting out of here. So I'm Ranma. And I am Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Awesome. Perfect. See you next week. Jamatane!